Hello and welcome to this edition of Conversations from the ANF Network. It's National Adoption Week and I'm pleased to welcome adoptive parent and adult adoptee Mim onto the podcast. We chat through some of her experiences and perspectives that reflect the diversity of opinions that are present in what can be a challenging week. As always, if you've experience of adoption, fostering or special guardianship from any perspective, personal or professional, and would like to share that on the podcast, please get in touch through the Facebook page, the app formerly known as Twitter, or you can email us at anfpodcast at gmail.com. Today I am speaking to Mim. Now, people with a, a good memory may remember that, that it was three years ago that Mim came on the podcast and shared a bit about her experience. So if people are, will put a link to that in the podcast notes, people can go back and listen to it. Um, so hello, Mim, how are you? Hello, good. I'm all right. Thank you. Excellent. Um, we were just having a little chat and you were sort of sharing a little bit about, you know, we 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 shared a little bit about your, your experience, but could you sort of maybe briefly summarize your experience and how you fit into this world of adoption? Because I think some people may not listen or not be able to listen before they listen to this. Yeah, definitely. Um, so yeah, I'm, I'm Mim. Um, I am married to my husband and we have a daughter who's nine now. Um, she's been home seven, just over seven years. Um, and, um, yeah, she's doing doing really well, growing up really fast. Um, so yes, I am an adoptive parent, but I think firstly, um, I am also adopted myself. Um, very different uh, circumstances and story to to my daughter, um, but I think um, we do have that kind of shared um, identity in in being adopted. Um, so I kind of I think that's what I came on here to talk about, really kind of my story, um, not really her story, but how how they differ yeah. or how they um, yeah. there's similarities. So I, I recall your story and sort of coming away, remembering some bits of it really stuck in my mind in terms of, um, you know, how you because you are also a transnational adoptee and also a transracial adoptee. Yes. Um. And you, your reflections on that experience of, you know, being taken from an orphanage, not, not, I don't think you remember that experience, but you, you have coming from an orphanage and that, how that sort of, in terms of your identity, your history. And so at the time you seemed quite resolved about that, or that wasn't an issue, that wasn't something that was kind of front and center. Has that changed over time? I mean, I'm, I'm totally just asking questions so if you're not comfortable answering them please do say um yeah no I remember saying that um that I feel very secure in in my identity now um I am British I have a British passport um I've I've lived in the UK um for a lot of years um so I, I definitely feel very much um British and that I belong here and my identity is here um and obviously it, it doesn't take away sort of where my origins are, where my roots are. Um, and I definitely um, kind of haven't wiped them out. Um, so I still still have that within me. Um, I, I was adopted when I was very young. Um, so kind of my family, um, family makeup is, is kind of, is all I've ever known. Um, and I haven't, particularly wanted to to find out more we know very little about my story um sort of before what before the orphanage um 
And that's just because in those days, a baby was just kind of turned up um, with no mm. extra information. Um, and since that, then, um, they, my parents said to the orphanage, you need to find out as much as you can um, about any subsequent children that are brought here because it's really, really important for their identity um, and for them to have um, a knowledge about where they came from. I think when I was younger, I probably maybe fantasized a little bit and, and thought about, or oh, I could be, maybe I wasn't, didn't think, oh, I could be a princess because I think that's very unlikely. But yeah, just kind of wondering um, yeah. who were they? Um, what were they like? Um, do I get my uh, personality from them? Do I get my looks from them? Um, and, and none of that I know. We have nothing. Um, and yeah, so there is always that sense of what what if, what was it? Um, but it definitely hasn't held me back at all. Um, kind of I've got on with life. And like I said, I'm very secure in my identity in my family now. Um, we're really close as a family. Um, all my siblings are adopted as well. So um, that's kind of um, normal for us. Um, yeah. So I think that that helps. My parents were always very open about adoption. Um, I've always known, like they, they didn't kind of just sit down at, at one point and say, oh, by the way, you're adopted. As far as I'm aware, it's kind of drip fed. More information, well, there wasn't much, but whatever they had, they gave it to us um, sort of age appropriately. Um, I remember um, we went back back to to where I was born um, and did a, a project about that. So um, I've got got that to look back on, and my parents definitely made sure that I was aware of where I came from, um, and we looked at everything about that place: um, geography, history, traditions. Um, so I have um, like good knowledge, um, and I I don't think that again that didn't make me upset me or make me question what my identity was so um yeah i'd say I'm, I, i've always been fairly stable about it i don't remember mm. a time when it's bothered me yeah i mean that's really interesting because i think i am um, when i think about transnational adoption i think in the uk especially mm -hmm. it's probably seen as the the least acceptable form of adoption and so there's a lot of people have quite a lot of questions in terms of how the ethics and values of that and obviously you're you know this you this didn't happen to you recently you know happened to you when you were a baby so i'm, a, I'm not gonna get drawn onto the ice of your age and um, but mm -hmm. it was you know 20 30 years ago that sort of time and um, probably before we had those views and does it do you how do you feel about trans national adoption what are you because you, you've got what you've got your experience but yeah. actually then you you can look in other places and go oh, there's other yeah, experiences so, um so my my daughter is also um sort of transracially adopted so um she her ethnicity doesn't match either mine or my husband's um she's not kind of a mix of what our ethnicities are um although to look at her no one's ever questioned um hmm. questioned that um so yeah i guess I I did adopt transracially myself, so um, I guess I'm not against it. Um, uh, but I think that it needs to be handled sort of sensitively, and it needs to be um, parents need to 
to make sure that they've they they've got the skills to support their child um if they have adopted transracially um and that that would involve sort of finding out about um their um ethnicity um finding out about um what what the the country of origin is like um but it's not just the um the things that you you think that you'd have to find out about like skin care or hair care yeah um i think that's all really important and believe me it's been a learning curve um trying to um learn how to um do my daughter's hair um because it's very different to mine um but it, i think it goes deeper than that um i think it you need to be willing to um to have an understanding that they might feel different to you um mm. and that you shouldn't try and make them be you or make them uh, think that they because they live with you they have to go along with 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 what you think or um so i think it's something that we are still learning and i think as my daughter gets older it will be um something that will probably delve into a lot more um so it'll be interesting to see see how that plays out mm. but i definitely think that there is a place for transracial adoption um i'm not one of these people who would say definitely not because i mean there are people um mm. but i think that i am just evidence that it can work it does work um but i'm kind of lucky in that i've, I've had the support to make it work um um, my parents kind of were probably a bit ahead of the game um, way back then. Um, so, yeah, I think I'm just hopefully what I've learned from my experience, I can pass to my daughter's, her story as well and, and sort of just help her through it. Um, can I ask then maybe a, a sort of an addition to that question then is what about transnational adoption? Because that's an, an additional layer, isn't it? And the, there's, I mean, it, it, every year especially from the us where it's much more prevalent but there's a there's a lot of questions around the ethics of that mm -hmm. um is that something that you've got you know where what where do your views sit on that um yeah i guess that maybe i'm less for that now um even though that's that's what i am yeah. Um, but yeah i think that you there's enough children in this country who need adoption that we don't need to go and take children out of other countries where they're you know however young they are they're still established in in their culture um and sort of taking them out into a totally different country i, I don't particularly think we need to do that anymore i think there's other ways that we can support children in those countries um and lots of different organizations and um, projects already happening um yeah i think that there's plenty of children here that if you if you wanted to adopt and you wanted to adopt sort of transracially you can definitely do that here um yeah i just don't think it's maybe fair to a child abroad to make them out of that um 
I'm not trying to put you on the spot and I'm not trying to make you feel uncomfortable because I, I guess there's there's that's a complicated question, isn't it? Because it's your experience and how you feel mm-hmm. about it versus kind of it's an intellectual conversation and it's this kind of mix of the two. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm aware that you, you know, three years ago since we last spoke and your, and again, I don't, we're not going to talk about your daughter's experience or, or life, um, but she's three years older. And um, the difference between a six-year-old and a nine-year-old is... Uh, yeah, there's a lot, a lot of things have happened in those three years. Yeah, so yeah. how has she, has her perspective on being adopted and sort of having the experience of being an adoptive parent, has that sort of altered your perceptions of your own experience? And so how have your views sort of evolved? I think, yes, I think they have. And I think um, now that she's understanding a bit more about her adoption and and maybe the reasons why, She's probably she's she's questioning um questioning her story and and why certain things happened or certain people behaved in the way that they did or why people now are you know with letterbox and things um so yes her 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 understanding is is changing and um that's kind of challenging to me I think because um as as a parent you just want them to be okay and um. And you want every, everything to be easy for them. And actually now realizing that it's it's not easy um is is difficult. Um I people say toddlers are hard work and they are hard work, but honestly, now she's older, I think um it, it's harder now in terms of adoption because um so many kind of different different areas that she she needs support with now and, and will continue to need support with um in relation to adoption um and yeah i just i probably don't have all of those skills or all of those answers um and i guess our job is to um find the right resources the right people to be able to support us through supporting her mm. it must be quite a complicated complicated experience and is she aware that i mean i'm presuming she's aware that you're adopted as well and that what does she think about your story does she, does she is she able to articulate that um do you know what? i don't think we've really talked about my story much with with her um she she knows i was i was adopted um she knows um i wasn't adopted from this country um but yeah i think that's because our stories are so different um, they're, they're not really comparable. Um, so, I mean, if she if she wanted to find to find out more, to ask more, then yeah. I, I'd answer her. But just at the moment, it's just not been something that she's asked about. And she's still quite. I mean, she nine is nine is yeah. Mm-hmm. Your world is your world at nine, isn't it? And um, yeah. as we get into adolescence, then then the difficult questions yes. will likely arise. Um, so we've we're in adoption week or we're about to hit it and um, recording it this the week before um it's national adoption week looming uh how do you feel about national adoption week you know just that's that feels like a loaded question what are your thoughts on national adoption week um yeah so i think that the um the focus of what it's about has changed quite a lot um although it is still around recruiting adopters um, I think it's really good that the the focus has kind of changed to um, to hear from more people who live it live adoption, um, like 
adopted people or um, birth families. Um, I think that we really need those voices and we need more of them. Um, I think it, the recruitment side of, of Adoption Weeks is difficult um, because we clearly need more adopters. Well, I assume that we do. Um, but it's just how we go about getting more adopters and is a big national campaign campaign the right way. Um, I know a couple of years ago that the You Can Adopt stuff came out and I uh, honestly wasn't that happy with it. Um, I just felt that the, um, particularly sort of the videos that came out and stuff, they just didn't, they seemed a bit fake. Um, and like the children in it were being used, um, which is right. a bit of a controversial thing to say. Um, but yeah, it just made me feel really uncomfortable at the time. Um, I think that they've toned it down a little bit now. Um, I don't see as much from from them. Um, but I think that definitely people, Adoption Week should be to kind of highlight adoption, um, highlight that need adoption um sort of the, the types of children or the types of families that could could come to adoption um but really we need to hear from a range of people and i think that we are now um so so that's a good thing so if, if adopters can go into it with a more knowledge of a, a wider um wider variety then that that's good because mm. honestly me Although I'm adopted, I never really considered that there was any other views of adoption other than mine, which sounds really weird from coming from an adopted person. But ever since I started listening to more, more adopted people, um, it really, really opened my eyes to the fact that not all adoption experiences were were the same as mine. I mean, I guess I knew that they weren't the same as mine, but that people had very different views to adoption to yeah. what I've got. Um, and that really challenged me because it kind of made me think, are my views valid? Are they normal? Um, am, am I kind of strange in that? I don't seem to feel the same way that they all feel. Um, is that wrong? Um, so yeah. yeah, it really challenged me to think, yeah, other people might think differently. Um, I concluded that that's fine. They can think differently. I maybe examine myself, examine my story, and I still feel the same. I still feel that it was adoption was right for me and that I feel very secure in my family relationships and identity. But knowing that there's people who don't actually is really helpful because it's opened my eyes to think that maybe my daughter might think like that. Um, maybe she won't. But either way, I can be prepared um, and hopefully support her the way that she needs it. Um, mm. So that has been really, really helpful. Much as it's difficult to hear what some of them are saying, um, some people saying, um, actually it's opened my eyes a lot to some people really do see adoption as trauma, as part of trauma. Um, and actually, yeah, I've thought that, you know, moving a child from foster care to adoption, although we think that's a happy celebration day, um actually it's a massive trauma for that child um and i don't think that i considered that 
enough before, which makes me feel a really bad parent. But um, I'm I'm glad that kind of I've seen that now, and I can um, maybe support my daughter if if she does feel feel like that. And I don't want to put words into her mouth yeah. or thoughts into her head. She's valid to have her own thoughts and and feelings. Um, but just being a bit more aware of that there's a variety um, has mm. been helpful. I think, I mean, I can speak adopter to adopter on that kind of, and I think that like you, that acceptance of whatever my child's opinion ever becomes, mm-hmm. I think it's the acceptance that I think was the thing that has really helped the listening to different voices going, well, yep, you may not, my relationship is this let's not define it by a name this is my relationship with you and if you don't want to call me dad that's fine if you do want to call me dad that's fine yeah and everything in between and i think the thing i've learned from my children is that their views change how they feel Mm -hmm. at six isn't how they feel at nine 13 23 30 and that might continue Mm -hmm. um but that that's it that is and I think that is one of the things I've found useful about the voices is to kind of go away and really reflect on you know, the, the genuine pain that some people feel, you know, it's not, it's yeah, very difficult for people. Mm-hmm. Um, so do you, I, I'm, I'm not sure, <clears throat> excuse me. Um, so in terms of talking to you, is there anything that I've not asked you that you were hoping I was going to ask you? Um, I don't think so. I don't think so. No, I think no. um, it's it's been good to think things through again, um, and just yeah, just kind of reevaluate if 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 my views have changed or um, so. Yeah, it's been it's been helpful, mm. and hopefully um, what I've said will will help someone else. Can I? Admit that I do. Have, a question came into my head when I was just thinking. I was thinking, have your parents' views changed with that? I mean, I, you, I don't want you to speak on their behalf, but. Mm. You've obviously been on a, there's there's a sort of a movement and shifting in your position. Have they, you talked about them being quite ahead of the time. Have they sort of, are they, do they continue with you on that journey? Um, no, I don't think they have. I think it's been a very personal thing. I don't think it's been something particularly that we've, I've talked about to them. Um, I'm not sure if they even know what my views are. Um, so yeah, could be could be something that we could we could have a chat about because obviously I'm not saying they, you have to have a chat. <laughs> <laughs> they, they do the um, sort of the transnational adoption stuff, so it'd be interesting to see if um, if their views have changed on it. Um, they've also adopted in this country since since then, so um, obviously different different stories there. But yeah, yeah, that's a challenge, isn't it? To uh, <laughs> to have a chat well, with them maybe and see. Well, we'll get you back on in three years' time, yeah, and we'll see we'll see how the story is unfolded and developed, and you'll have a twelve-year-old, and um, we'll all be in a different place altogether, won't we? Yeah. Okay. So, Mim, thank you so much for coming on, and you came on at quite short notice because um, I was kind of pulling this together at the last minute. So, thank you so much, and being for being open and honest about your experiences and your thoughts and reflections, it's really appreciated. Oh, thank you for having me.